Welcome to the Website Coach Podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs and small business owners that want a winning website, one that attracts more visitors and helps them book more clients. I'm Marie Brown, a website designer and business strategist, and I'll be sharing simple and actionable tips to help you create a winning website. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode number 95 of the Website Coach Podcast. It's approaching the summer holidays. And for me, and for some of my clients, that means we have less time to spend on our business. Children are off, there's holidays, and even if you're not going away, there's pressure to do stuff. And hopefully this summer, we might actually get some sun and some warmth. I say this as it's raining uh, outside as I'm recording it, but we don't get enough of that in the UK. And so I like to be outside and doing things in the summer where I can. Time you do have to spend on your business tends to be used for client work and working on your business often gets ignored until September. I have found that a lot of the time in the summer holidays tends to come in short bites, snatches. The temptation is to use these to scroll social media. But there are other things you could do, things which ultimately give you a greater return. And that's what this episode is about. What can you do with those five-minute snatches of time? None of these ideas should take you longer than about five minutes. So what are they? Well, the first one is to change your homepage header image. This is the most important image on your website. It needs to be the best representation of your business that you have. Businesses often struggle to decide which is the image which best represents their business. You're not alone if you're struggling to work out which is the best one. And the temptation is to use a slider to show several. And I'm sorry, but that's a cop-out. I'm not a fan of sliders. I spoke about this two weeks ago in episode number 93, which is seven things that don't belong on your website in 2023. Needless to say, a slider is one of those. And there are a few reasons why. But the main one is that nobody sits and waits for them to go round. And therefore, they might not see your best image. You need choose one image for here. Yes, just one. You can be decisive. (laughs) Make it your best. So find the image that best represents your business and the outcome you get for your clients. So if you're a massage therapist, for example, you might show somebody getting a massage, somebody looking very relaxed. If you're a karate teacher, let's say, then you might show yourself doing karate or some of your clients in action. And updating the header image shouldn't take you more than a minute, which gives you four minutes to decide which is the best one. (laughs) Don't overthink it. Number two is to book a branding photographer. So talking of images, if you haven't had a branding shoot in the past year or so, I recommend you get some new images taken. Branding photos are one of the best investments you can make in your business. They up-level all your marketing, including your website. Seriously, they make a big difference. But your images do need to be relatively recent. You don't want that one that's been taken at your cousin's wedding 10 years ago, when you were two stone lighter and looked amazing. This is not a dating site. And sadly, we all age. But you want to look like you, on a good day of course. So I get new photos taken each year, although I don't update all of the images on my website each time I get some new ones. There are some, like my fingers typing on a keyboard, which are timeless, 
my fingers don't age the same way as the rest of my body. But the ones showing your face that you use on your homepage, I think should be recent. And booking a photo shoot with a branding photographer really is a five minute job. If you're looking for a photographer and you're in Sevenoaks or Tunbridge Wells, I recommend my client Jade Tinkler. Jade was a guest back on episode 58 of the podcast talking all about branding photos. And if you're in or around Durham, then I recommend another client of mine, Mary Barella. And both Mary and Jade have taken photos of me before, and I love the images. In fact, you'll find both of them on the website. Number three is to do a list of blog posts. If you've listened to this podcast before, then you may have heard me talking about blogging. I'm a big fan. And it's also a rare occasion of what, where I practice what I preach because I've got over 70 blog posts on my own website, beyondthekitchentable.co.uk. In fact, why don't you check them out? So there's a link to that in the show notes to this episode. Blogging is great for SEO, that's search engine optimization, otherwise known as getting found via Google. But blogs also show your authority and they give you a lot of material to repurpose for social media. Now I know writing blogs does take time, something that is in short supply in the summer holidays. Although if you do get a spare hour or two, then writing a blog post is a good way to spend it. But we're not talking about what you can do if you have a spare hour or two in this episode. We're talking about what you can do in five minutes. Five minutes is a great amount of time to quickly brainstorm some ideas for posts. So I'm not expecting you to write them in five minutes. That really would be impressive. Just to come up with some ideas. Then when you have that hour or two, you can write one chosen from the list. So set a timer for five minutes and see what you can come up with. Number four is to update your pricing. First of all, is the pricing on your website correct? It only takes a few minutes to check that the packages and pricing you list on your website are indeed the ones you offer. Now, I'll put my hand up here because I have been guilty before of thinking I had updated my pricing on my website only to find a few months later that I was still displaying old pricing. It's easily done. And yes, I'm a rare website designer that has their pricing on their website. I believe in being completely upfront about what I charge. And I've talked about pricing on websites in previous episodes. But here, I'm just encouraging you to check that the pricing that is on your website is indeed the right pricing. And of course, if it's not, then update it. That's a quick five-minute job. Although it might take a bit longer than five minutes, you could also think about whether your pricing and packages are the right ones for where your business is at now. What are potential clients really interested in and what are they buying? Number five is my favourite, which is to ask for testimonials. Don't be shy. Testimonials make a big difference to whether somebody chooses to become a client or not. Because it's proof that what you say is true. And potential clients identify with the person who's written the testimonial if they were in a similar position to where that potential client is now. Because we all want to work with people who get results for people like us. Now, I know lots of people, myself included, do not like asking for testimonials. I get it. But they are one of the best things you can have to help your business. So ask. Put your big girl pants on. You can do this. 
it only takes a couple of minutes to message a client you've worked with. Ask them for a testimonial and ask them to add it to your Google reviews too, because that will help you to rank on Google. Please do not be embarrassed to ask. Most clients do not think about leaving a review for anybody unless they're asked to. Usually, they're only too help, happy to help support you. And this is an easy and free way for them to do that. If they're really busy, then they just won't get round to it. There's still no harm in asking. <clears throat> and I would encourage you, if you do have more than five minutes, then why not leave reviews on Google for businesses that you love and have supported you? I do this from time to time. And as a small business owner, there's not much that is better than seeing a great review on Google. Okay, maybe I need to get out more, but you know what I mean. Number six is to resize images. I've talked before about slow loading websites. And actually, if you go all the way back to episode eight, I did a whole episode on how to speed up your website. The two biggest causes of slow running websites are the size of the images and the website hosting that you're using. There is absolutely no excuse for having large image files on your website. You do not need to pay for any fancy tools like Photoshop to resize images. Now, I use resizeimages.online and tinypng.com to resize both client images and my own. These are both free tools. Now, in five minutes, you're not going to be able to get through your whole website, but you should be able to check and resize the images on your homepage. And there are two ways to reduce the size of the image files. One is to reduce the physical size of the image and the other is to compress the file. I'm not going to go through these, those in this episode. Say so go back to episode number eight if you want to know how to do that or indeed just Google it. Number seven is to check that links work. One of my biggest bugbears as a website user is links that don't go where they're supposed to or which go to a page which is no longer available. And, you know, this happens to a lot of the big names. You click on something and the page is no longer available because website pages change. So if you've got five minutes, just go through your website and check all the links. This is a really good exercise to do on your phone while you're stuck in a queue to pay in the soft play cafe. I must admit, I'm not upset my children have outgrown those places. Number eight is to add links to your most, sorry, add links from your most popular blog posts. So a really good way to spend five minutes is to go to your most popular blog posts. They're the ones that get the most views. You do check your analytics to know which one there is, don't you? <laughs> and then add new links to other places on your website. So this could be links on that page to your services, or it could be to another blog post or more than one blog post. And the aim of this is to do what you can to keep people who visit that page on your website longer and what you can do to convert them into clients. Because what you don't want them to do is to just read a single post and then leave. So this is one task which is on my list to do over the summer. I've got a couple of blog posts that generate a lot of traffic to my website. But often visitors just read that blog post and then leave. And I want to encourage them to stay. And I want to encourage them to become clients too. Number nine is to check contact information is correct. Nice and easy one this. Just have a quick check that your email, phone and any other contact information on your website is correct. And while you're at it, if you've got any forms, just check that they are going through correctly too. 
You don't have to put your phone number on your website if you don't want to. I do not have my phone number on my website because when I'm deep in designing client websites, the last thing I want is my phone to ring. So you can book a call on my website, but you can't actually, my phone number is not there for people to call me when they want to. You also don't have to put your physical address on your website unless you're selling something. So it's up to you what you include. I would recommend an email address though, not just a contact form. Contact forms are a bit funny and they're not always delivered. And some people just prefer to email a known email address. I know I do. Okay, number 10, we're nearly there, is to add or check meta descriptions on all pages seeking to rank on Google. So if you want a page of your website to rank on Google, we don't necessarily want all our pages to rank. So legal pages, contact page, uh, maybe a thank you page. You don't want those to rank on Google, but there are many pages that you might want to rank on Google. So for those that you do want to rank on Google, it's a good idea to have a meta description. So a meta description is the few words that show up when your page comes up in search. If you don't tell Google what to say, by adding a meta description, then Google will decide itself. Usually it takes the first few lines from the page. It might not be the most compelling reason for somebody to click. Meta description is about 150 characters, so you don't have many words to persuade somebody to click on your article rather than somebody else's that comes up in the search. Now, the way that you add a meta description depends upon what your website is built on. If you're on WordPress, then if you can't see it, then if you add um, Yoast as a plugin, then that has a box which is on every single page, which allows you to add meta description. And at the very least, do make sure that your homepage has a meta description. And we'll just final word on that is even if you do add a meta description, it's not certain that Google will actually take that meta description and display it. <laughs> It has been known to put something completely different and unfortunately we don't have control. But at least if you're telling it what you wanted as a meta description, you are a lot, you have a much higher chance of having that on the page than if you don't. Number 11, second last one, is to test how your website looks on a mobile. And this is another one to do when you're waiting in a queue somewhere. Have a look at every page on your website and just check that they display correctly. I've seen so many where they don't, including again, some big names who have teams of people to help. And the reality is visitors don't stay on websites which don't display properly. And extra bonus point here, if you're with a friend and they have a different phone, ask if you can check your website on their phone because websites display differently on different size screens. So I actually have a, an iPhone, um, and it's quite a small screen. And that's why often websites don't display properly on mine. I can usually pretty certain if it's displaying correctly on mine, then it's likely to display correctly on all mobiles. But if you've got a larger phone, then it's not always that case. Now, I would say that it's not going to take you five minutes to check this. But if you find anything, it might take you more than five minutes to fix it. And the final one is to book a website review with me. I put a link in the show notes, so this is super easy to do, or you can go straight to beyondthekitchentable.co.uk slash website hyphen consultancy. This is a service I offer where I spend 50 minutes with you over Zoom and we go through your website or the key pages and I'll help you improve it. 
It's an advisory service. I don't make the changes. That's up to you. But sometimes you just need another pair of eyes and professional eyes to see what would make your website better. And then say, you can then go away and make the changes yourself or ask the person who built your website to make them. And if you use the code PODCAST, all capital letters, you'll get 20% off the cost of this until the end of September. So I've just run through a long list of things you can do on your website in no more than five minutes each. And I'm going to remind you what they are. So the first one was to change your homepage header image. The second, to book a branding photographer. The third is to come up with a list of blog posts that you can write. The fourth is to update your pricing and check that you've got the correct pricing and packages on your website. The fifth is to ask for testimonials. The sixth is to resize images, at least on your homepage. Number seven is to check that links work. Number eight is to add links to your most popular blog posts. Number nine is to check contact information is correct. Tenth is to add or check meta descriptions on all the pages that you're seeking to rank on Google. Number 11, to test how your website looks on a mobile. And the final one, number 12, is to book a website review with me. Now, please don't feel that you have to try and do all of them. I suggest you choose three, and then when you've got five minutes this summer, resist the temptation to scroll social media and do one of them. And do let me know which ones you plan to do. Just email me at sayhello at beyondthekitchentable.co.uk or you can message me on Instagram. I'm at beyondthekt on there. That's it for this week. I have an interview for you again next week, so you've got that to look forward to. And have a great week, and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow or subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes. And I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a five-star review. That makes a massive difference as to whether Apple shows my podcasts more widely. And head over to my website, beyondthekitchentable.co.uk, where you can find all the ways you can work with me, whether you're just starting out, looking to grow your business, or scaling it. And see you next week.